You're listening to Dedication. And remember, the Bay City Rollers on TV One Radio. It's time for our guest DJ segment. Tonight, we are welcoming back our good friend, Blaine Barber. Blaine, in a very short time, has become a very good friend, but also an important and sane voice to this often tumultuous fandom. That is so true, Laura. Um, Even though Blaine has done a somewhat goodbye video, (laughs) we are hoping to entice him to be a regular feature with us. Um, His ear and his good old common sense is very welcome and always very informative. And tonight he is here to talk about Eric Faulkner's solo work. He's picked some of his favorite songs from Eric's massive and brilliant solo catalog. And he's here to tell us why he picked some of those songs. Welcome back, Blaine. And it's great to be back. Thank you for having me back. And thanks for, I want to say, you know, um, the same voices out there. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm the same voice. I, I'm so happy that I ran into yourselves and Firefly and then everyone else and then the fan community and everyone's shared so much information. So uh, I'm just lucky, fortunate uh, to have ended up uh, with, yeah, talking talking to you. And uh, I've learned so much. I've learned so much since the last time I was on because of your fans. And so I appreciate them so much for sharing so much information. Oh, that's so nice to say. Thank you. Thank well, we you. we just love having you as part of our community. We really do. And that's um, one but- of the things, though, that I love about the community is the positivity. You know, you found us, Blaine. We've gotten to know you. You've gotten to know us a little bit. You've gotten to know other fans. And they were able, everybody's been able to kind of help you fill in some gaps. And, like, that's what it should all be about, really. Yeah, so uh, that's that's my quest is to to find out, and and I think I've finished a lot of that quest. But I wanted to find out really what was going on with the band and and the direction and how all the songs came up and all that, and uh, that's what's really important to me. And I think I've kind of achieved what I wanted to over the last three months or so. That's great. Well, we're so glad to have you, and we're glad to have you tonight. So let's jump right into um, your first song from Eric's catalog. And you picked um, I Will Return, and I want you to tell us your thoughts on this. And then I'll have like a little bit of a question if you don't cover that in your answer. So tell us about I Will Return. Yeah, so this goes right back to when I was on uh, your show the first time. And I was talking about LaBelle Genet and uh, Marlena, and I was saying, you know, uh, do you had, do you guys know the Water Boys, <laughs> right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, the Bay City Rollers uh, way back in the early '70s could have done music that's very similar to what the Water Boys were doing when they had, I think, I think it's Fisherman's Blues that album. And then I and you were saying you should listen to Eric's new stuff. And uh, I've I've been lazy, you know, I don't like using different technologies when I'm listening to music. I generally have a few like vinyl and stuff like that. But uh, from listening to your show and hearing more of, more of his music, I then got involved on Bandcamp and listening to his stuff there. And when I heard this, I was like, well, Eric, I think, likes the Waterboys as well, you know. And this is a very good example of that kind of rock, Celtic, pop mixture uh, that I think that the Bay City Rollers were capable of way back in the mid-70s. And it's a great song, and I love it. 
Now, before we play it, I want to ask you, do you think this is just a simple love song or do you think that the narrator is singing from another place, like otherworldly, like from the heavens? Is is he gone looking down or is it just I, is that just a metaphor? I I think um it's a spiritual song in that sense. I do. Yeah, um I kind of think it's but the, the 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 other thing about that is that, and I think about this with a lot of his writing on here, is that he will write something, but it's not necessarily him, and it's not necessarily his opinion. Um, the the song that we're going to play after this is kind of like a murder ballad. I don't mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. think Eric is a murderer, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But I right. and it's kind of like I think people today take music at face value. But they have to understand that sometimes a song is like a movie. But we'll discuss Absolutely. that with the next song. So I think Eric is writing things. Are they his beliefs? Is it someone else's belief? Is it a story? You know, it's kind of all up in the air. And that's what I really like about all of these different songs that he's written. Yeah, it's all up in the air or all of the above. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take a listen to I Will Return.
All right. So Blaine, I find it really interesting your thought thoughts on Eric's songwriting that it, you know, it may not be coming from him personally, that it could be like, like you said, he's right, almost like writing a movie or something, because for part of my homework, I did go back and I listened to your song choices just to refresh my memory. And every time I was listening to a song, the first thought in my head was, I wonder what he was thinking. You know, is he writing this about somebody he knew? Or was he writing this about a long lost love? It never occurred to me that he simply wrote, it was almost like he wrote a story. And I, I like that you think that way because it kind of opens up your mind a little bit. Yeah, so with the next song, the thing that I was thinking about it was that I I, I typically don't even really listen to a lot of lyrics. So I listen okay. to the lyrics of the Bay City Rollers. I listen to the lyrics of the Ramones, the Damned, the Beatles, and this band called the Chameleons and Talking Heads. <laughs> but, okay. but pretty much everything else, the lyrics come way later. Um, but with Eric's stuff, I was noticing, well, he's telling stories. Mm -hmm. He's telling stories, and uh, I found it very refreshing to be listening to the lyrics and kind of thinking what's going to happen and stuff like that, yeah. So we're talking about this. your next song choice is Lacey's Bar. Um, so you think that this song is just, is, is it simply a story that he's telling us? I think he's just telling a story. Now, um, it's interesting, the, the, the narrator in the story uh, is very interesting as well, because, you know, you have like, uh, well, it's just like the narrator in, in a novel. So who is this person? Is this person good or bad? Or is it some kind of gray area? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say the person's great, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but this goes back to, I don't, I don't know a lot of these folk songs that end in murder. But I know there's a whole subgenre of them. And they're just stories that people write that, um, you know, when you go back to the days of folk music, there was no television, there's no cinema. Most people couldn't That's afford true. to go out. So people would write these kind of harrowing songs or an interesting Not song. Gross. So I think uh, he's tapped into that tradition of songwriting where you're telling a story that kind of grips people. And the other thing I liked about this song, just from a musical perspective, is that he's always keeping the guitar interesting. And then he's got mm -hmm. backing vocals and the percussion comes in a little bit late. So it starts off and then the percussion comes in uh, because, you know, it's a, a little bit of a lengthy story and you have to keep it interesting. And I think he does a good job of that. All right, well, let's take I was, yeah. oh, Go ahead, Sue. No, I, I was just interjecting about that genre, and Maddie Groves is another good example of, of a murderous love song. <laughs> it was about, you know, about, about an adult, adulterous tryst okay. between a young man and a noble woman, and it's ended in the woman's husband. Um, I think that the woman husband kills Maddie Groves, the lover. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, okay. I, I digress. Sorry about that. I digressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, it, it's very, it's fascinating for me to hear Blaine's take on this, because when I was doing my homework and like listening to some of these songs or listening to all of these songs, there were at least one or two songs that I was thinking, this almost sounds like it could be a folk tale. It, oh yeah. That's exactly what it is. I think that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. What it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a listen to Lacey's Bar. I took a ride down to the city Pass some time taking the view. I 
find myself stealing Lacey's bar There she was, there she stood, and I was sold I tried to fight it, turn my back and leave Coming out, she took my hand Isn't it just like a woman Give a smile, work her charms, break a man Come the morning, won't I jaded Jumped in my car, fell out of gas Headed home to my lady Man, she screamed, slammed the door She caught the scent Don't it feel like you've earned it? Don't it feel like you've earned it? When there ain't nowhere to hide When there ain't nowhere to hide Isn't it just like a woman? Back at Lacey's bar that night and I said, sell them up, got the time So what's a man supposed to do now When he's single, broke, past his prime so I was stranded in the city Back home in old suburban heights. Back home in old suburban heights. There's a stranger in my backyard. Stole my dog, stole my car, stole my wife. Don't it feel like you burned it?
Now, Blaine, speaking about Lacey's bar, um, did you just record this? Oh, or are you, that, are you working on recording? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I got the chords right, but I, you know what it is. I'm so excited that I got this. Well, I got this hummingbird um, acoustic guitar, and people have seen it's there's beautiful. That, that. Well, people see that picture of Eric and Woody with, yeah. the, and so I was like, okay, if I have, I'm, I have to get an acoustic guitar because I'm listening to Eric's acoustic stuff and I want to play it. And I was thinking what to get, and I saw that. And I was like, okay, and it just turns out that the model I got has very good reviews. Um, but then I was like, I must do something. So yes, I did do Lacey's bar and I hope I did it justice. I, oh, I, you I definitely did it justice. That, okay. that, that was probably one of my favorite recordings that I've heard you do. Okay. I, I was being coy and pretended I didn't hear it, but of course I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. To know. To... I, I have, yeah. I have to say that I have to thank Eric. Uh, I don't typically listen to folk music, but his stuff really grabbed me. And then I found when I had this acoustic guitar that, oh, you know, instead of doing recording the guitar and then singing over top of it, just playing acoustic guitar and singing at the same mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. it's, it's like traveling back a few hundred years to what music is supposed to be. Uh, I, I re it's really had an impact on me on what I want to achieve with music. It, it's kind of like I want to enjoy playing music now, right? It's not yes. so much about yeah. that lifelong learning. That's there but also just enjoy playing music. So yeah, I hope people en enjoy that cover. I want to cover a lot of his stuff in, in the future. Um, maybe not to, to publish on YouTube or anything, but just uh, he has so many great songs. I really think I can learn a lot from them. Yeah, well, you did a nice job. So we encourage our listeners to check out your YouTube channel and, and listen to your version of Lacey's Bar. Good job, Lane. Really good job. Now you, your next song, now this could just be a love song. And, you know, I think Matthew Sweet was asked during the interview, you know, why do you just write about love? And he says, what else is there? And I tend to agree. Um, in this song, you know, it's you know obvious. He sees her and hears her everywhere he goes. And I'm talking about round every corner. Tell us your feelings about it. Yeah, so um, the thing I, I really like about this and the lyrics is the vulnerability in the uh, narrator here, right? Mm. Like, uh, it's just a, an open heart and an open wound um, that we don't know the entire background about. And it's also so loving. Um, there's, yeah. I think, a part in there about... Uh, uh, being in bed and feeling the hair of the person that isn't there anymore and just expecting them, um, you know, hearing their footsteps, but you know, you're not going to hear their footsteps. And uh, so, you know, it's a very sad song, but it's also very beautiful in the sense that, uh, that someone could love someone that much. Right. Right. Um, so that has a pretty big impact on me, but this this also goes back to you know those expectations on loves and setting standards about stuff <laughs> that uh, I I've never gotten to that point. But um, so that's how I feel about that. I also feel that the percussion in this one is um, perfectly suited to the song. It's not like uh, loud drums or anything. I think there's like tambourine and then some banging on things. It's just uh, really nice. He has some guitar flourishes that always keeps the song alive. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's a, a fantastic um, 
song. Less of a storytelling and more of an emotional song, I'd say, this one. Oh, and, and, and this one does feel a, a bit autobiographical to me. As, and I could be romanticizing him, that this is a relationship that ended for whatever reasons, but they, they're, they've still managed to still love each other in, in a different way. If that makes sense. Well, it could be that. But the nice thing about a, a songwriter like this is that he leaves it open to interpretation. It could be someone yeah. that has passed away. It could be someone who things didn't work out. It, it you know, it, it yeah. someone can listen to this and it can help them through so many different times in their life. Different you know? losses. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a tremendous gift. It is to be able to to be able to provide that. Yes. That comfort. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. Well, let's take a listen to Round Every Corner. Fireflies shining through my window to where my lady once lay. In the shadows I feel the brush of your hair Lately I smell the perfume that you wore Hear you knocking on the door But there's nobody there Round every corner I hear your footsteps falling I am your dancer Dance with me Round every corner you what made you pick this song okay so well there's one thing here 
I always see the song is called automatic and then I see everyone else calling it automatically you. So I, I'm assuming at one time it was called that. I don't know, but uh, I, I always see it on, on band campus automatic, but um, yeah. So this song, um, there's, so my understanding is that this was recorded Sorry, my computer was turning off. This was recorded with Clem Burke and that other members of the Bay City Rollers from the past were to show up and people were going to bring songs. Now, I don't know the truth behind all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I've heard that and I think there was meant to be a tour with Clem at one point. Okay, so um, here's the thing about this song and about Clem. So first of all, the songwriting, I think, is top-notch for pop music. As far as something that can get on the radio right away, it's right there. The guitar mm -hmm. tone is perfect. Um, so that can get on the radio right away. They wrote harmony vocals for this, which not too many bands can achieve these days. That, mm -hmm. that would get on the radio right away. And the other thing is um, I want to talk about Clem. So, yeah, for those who don't know who Clem is, will you will you tell them, please? Well, yeah. So Clem Burke is the uh, the uh, percussionist for Blondie, but I think he's had like a ton of other projects, and and he's doing sure. so many other things, and he's still so active now. Well, he he was sick for a really long time, wasn't he? But now he's back because I saw Blondie um, with Eric Costello a few years ago, and he was he was in fine form that night. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. But what I can say is that. Um, all of my drummer friends um, love Clem and he is a major influence on them. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the thing about when you listen to this song is that you, I, I step back and I listen to just the percussion and all of the intricacies on the hi-hat and all that. And the places where he keeps it simple instead of complicating it, like there's a, a snare part, like da, 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 and you're like, Oh, that's not too fancy but it's effective. And, mm -hmm. and so what goes on in my mind is that you've got this drummer here. I've talked about Derek and Alan, how their rhythm section made hits. Mm -hmm. Clem Burke is a hit maker. If you For give sure. him a good song, he is going to give you the rhythm to back it up and he's going to help make it a hit. So I think if they had carried on with this and they had other songs, we're talking about if songs at this level, even four or five songs at this level, you're, you're talking about a hit record in my mind, you know? Um, I think it's a great pop tune. It's not the most, um, you know, um, complicated or whatever of all of right. uh, Eric's um, songs, but I think it is an amazing pop tune. Absolutely. And I, I definitely, I think that's why our fans love to um, request it a lot on the radio show. Cause it is, it's just a, it's a really good song. Our pop at its finest. Absolutely. And you know how much I love my pop music. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a listen to Automatically You.
Now, your next choice, My Love's Requiem. Now, the definition of Requiem is a composition or service for the dead. Um, this, In this case, I believe it's, again, a death of a relationship, not a person. It's romantic and sweet and longing and all of those things that I just eat up. <laughs> um, tell, tell us why you picked the song, please. Well, it's interesting uh, that that you see it that way. And once again, it's kind of like it's up in the air exactly what happened to get to this point. But one thing that even went through my mind um, when listening to this song several times on my walks with my dog is that, well, it may not have even been um, now. I haven't looked at the lyrics closely, but is it even about a romantic relationship? Is it about a any other another type of bond? And you can. You could, oh. you could, it could be about just about anything, right? So we mentioned mm. earlier, like there's no, um, there's no box. He's not building a box around some of these songs that aren't stories, right? So I don't, I, I yeah, I don't know, like exactly, um, uh, what the background is. Once again, but again, just like uh, with the other song we were mentioning, uh, well, once again, there's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. I, I just don't think there's enough vulnerability except in some really really sappy love songs that i won't even mention i think we need more vulnerability in music um i like yeah and i'm i'm gonna get into harmony later as well so remind me to come back to vulnerability and harmony i think we need okay. i think we need both uh but yeah it's a simply a beautiful song that um it takes a special person to write a song like this. And yeah, it's beautiful from beginning to end. And to be fair, I could be projecting my own, you know, feelings of Requiem <laughs> when I hear this song. So, and, and that's fair too. That's that's for the listener to to, to do, I think. It, it is, um, it is for sure. And, and people say this about novels and they say about poetry and they say it even about films that you project your own meaning onto it. It's, it's allowed. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's play the song and let our listeners come to their own, to their own conclusion as to what it's about. Here's my love's requiem.
All right, Blaine, for your next song choice, you picked Sofa Surfing, and I'm really curious to hear your take on this song. You know, it's so funny. We're talking about all the songs are open-ended, and maybe it's not even Eric talking. He's thinking of someone else talking and mm -hmm. whatever. But when I heard this one the first time, I was like, oh, that's Eric talking. <laughs> right? Yeah. This, this um, is like, to me, life Life is a troubadour, yeah. you know, on the road, looking for a place. Is he looking for a place to crash? Yeah. Is he asking Is he asking an old lover for if he can stay there? Right. <laughs> you know, anyway, I'll let you go. Go, 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 go. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting story, and he knows the thing is uh he knows so much about what he's talking about about that life uh like in right. in the lyrics we understand like we can see that he understands what it's like looking for a place to crash you know exactly. I, I don't think it's just made up uh and yeah i think all of us have been through that at some point in time in our lives um i mm. i've certainly been been through that um i'll tell you a funny story actually i i, I was I, I was when i was very young had no place to live and i was with a, a friend and we went over to <laughs> this this uh this guy's house and uh they invited us to stay there for dinner and stuff but my friend somehow went into the freezer and stuck out a, uh, and 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 stole a giant roast from from their Ooh. freezer <laughs> and i was like what are you doing and then we got kicked out and uh you know uh, I don't. I don't you know. lost your place to sleep then, for the night. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have a place to sleep now. You know, you got to think about these things, and we don't have a place to live. So, what exactly are we going to do with a roast? You know, we have no way to cook it. But um, my point is, we all have times where we don't have places to live, perhaps, and we, you know, we rely on the kindness of strangers to take something from a streetcar named Desire, I guess. But uh, yeah, it sounds like somebody that knows about what that life is like. But once again, you know, you can never tell if something is autobiographical, but, it, you know, it, it popped into my head for sure. I was going to yeah. say, that's what popped into my head as I'm listening to the song. I was like, wait, this I, this could be autobiographical, was, yeah. you know? Was this his life after the BCRs? At some point in his life, did he experience this? I don't know, but... Yeah, I definitely think that there's truth behind the words. Let's take a listen to Sofa Surfing. Saving dog ends for the journey Busking doorways for the fair Singing covers for a coffin Jumping early morning train with a one-way ticket in my hand I better find somewhere to crash I tried to call you Can I stay for just one night? If it's a bad time Dim the lights, put up a sign No sofa surface here Guess I'm too poor to live Guess I'm too poor to die can I beg, steal a duvet for the night? That's this old world keeps on turning It's the days of sofa surfing In my hand this old guitar will get me by Well the muse leads 
I will follow Another kick, another sound This one goes out to the ones I love The friends that I have known Time to pack the gear, set up the merch Maybe sell a few CDs Come the morning I'll catch you with surf my guitar Blue up paying rent Wash the dishes, walk the dog Mow and trim the lawn Guess I'm too poor to live Guess I'm too poor to die Can I beg still a duvet for the night? For a time I'll keep on busking It's days off sofa surfing with my worn out beat up songbook in my hand Next stop it's a bar in the city Then it's a fast hail bed it rains I find a bed at the next house party Host an open mic hit the road again yeah The road leads, I will travel Another town, another show Get a sound check if I'm lucky But hey, it's just the way it goes Better lock the door, turn the key So for surface here Guess it's C'est la vie Guess it's what will be Mile a mile, keep moving on one man band For a time I'll keep on busking It's days off sofa surfing With my worn out beat up songbook in my hand Guess I'm too poor to live Guess I'm too poor to die Can I beg still a duvet for the night? As the old world keeps on turning It's the days of sofa surfing In my hand the song guitar will get me by Before we get um, to your next song, I have a story. It's a little story. When I was in my late 20s or maybe even early 30s, I had an idea for to start a business. And this is all before Airbnb. And I think I missed. I was there, but I, I was ahead of the time. So the B&B was going to service musicians only. And it was going to be a place where they could have a comfortable place to sleep, a place to do some laundry. I was even going to provide meals. So that was my big that business. That was right plan. up your alley. Oh my God. <laughs> I would have had, I don't know how they rate Airbnbs, but I think I would have had some a pretty high rating. <laughs> anyway, I do love sofa. So sofa surfing, that's hard to say without sounding like a Shindy Brady. <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter Brady. Oh, Peter yes, Brady. 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 And apple stars. <laughs> no, Cindy too. Baby talk, baby talk. It's a <laughs> Seven silver swans swim silently. <laughs> I'd stop because now I can't stop laughing. Right. Sorry, right, sorry, we digress. Sorry, we digress at times. Okay, now back to business. 
the next song you picked is absolutely a darling, darling, darling of a song. It's a little tiny song, but it is, it packs such a punch. And it's I'll Name a Star After You. You old crazy romantic dog, you tell us why you picked this one. Well, I am going to tell you, but, uh, you know, because you told your little story, I'm just going to say, yeah. um, back in the hardcore punk days um, in small towns all across North America, the bands that were coming to play always had to have a place to stay. They couldn't afford a hotel. So mm -hmm. I was very fortunate in that uh, my friends in my small town had so many bands come through, and they actually set the bands up and made... Uh, um, well, they made vegetarian food for all the bands. And I, I'm going to tell you, some bands that came through when they saw the vegetarian food were very upset. But it's like, well, it's free. You gotta, <laughs> you're going to have to just yeah, yeah. deal with it. But, I mean, that's that's a thing that was so big. Okay, so. So that network existed, you're saying? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely did yeah. here in Canada. And I got to meet mm -hmm. uh, lots of, uh, you know, smaller bands that uh, couldn't yeah. afford hotel rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't. Well, I didn't glad. do I'm it. I, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll name a star after you. Okay. I have to slow down here. So this song um, puts Eric up. Now I am not any expert on folk music. I have to say that. But this song puts Eric, as far as I can tell, up into the absolute classic level of folk songs in my opinion from what i have heard and the reason for that is that the level of intelligence so there's this chord progression through this that on the guitar at sometimes has this little descending melody on one of the strings and then on other times it it doesn't move it's just that 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 note just keeps being played over and over and uh so this, there's a lot of picking involved in this. You know, it's not like strumming mm -hmm. chords. There's a lot of picking. And uh, the lyrics also are fantastic. It's a very caring song. You know, once again, mm -hmm. we don't know who he's talking about. Is it romantic? Is it a friend? Uh, who knows what, what it's about, right? But the lyrics also are great. So, yeah, every time I hear this, I I think I can learn something from this. And I think that... Well, now I have to learn how to pick on guitar. It's, it's what's come out of this. It's like, okay, strumming is great, but I can't do anything like this until I can pick, and then and, and it's going to lead to a whole new world. So, yeah, for me, I've heard uh, some folk music, not a lot, um, and maybe this isn't even folk music. I don't know what it takes to say that it is or isn't, but it mm -hmm. puts him in that very special level. That This could, you could go on stage um with a quiet audience in a mm -hmm. in, in a you know a, in a nice um you know seating only kind of place and have him standing and just performing this song and it would be incredible it's that level and uh yeah so you know i often go on and on and about about how how much i respect his songwriting but this one is a shining star for me no pun intended. Now, when you say you could learn a lot from this song, are you talking about playing or something deeper? No, no, I'm I'm talking I'm talking about playing. I don't get that deep, <laughs> <laughs> but simply, um, I've learned that um, I always, you know, we're all lazy. I always think ah, strumming is fine, and then you hear this, and you're like, okay, 
Yeah, there's, that's plain. There's more to learn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a listen to I'll Name a Star After You. There you go. If I was an astronaut, I'd paint the sky, forget me nots. Send me beans for your hair, yeah. I need more star after you. And if I were a diplomat, I'd weave the words to heal your heart. Dedicate them all to you, yeah. I need more star after you. solo catalog blaine is crazy for you what made you pick this song well this one's a bit simpler uh just be it's just that i really just like this song and i can't even really describe it's a great pop song but one thing i would say about it is that it's a little bit of evidence and i don't know if i've ever said this on your show before but i believe that the bay city rollers are that missing link from let's say the 60s and the beatles and all that stuff and then what everyone calls Britpop that came out later on, right? Mm -hmm. And Britpop mm -hmm. covers a huge thing. But I don't think Britpop is what it is without albums like Dedication and Wouldn't You Like It? I mean, for me, those are just like very early Britpop. Um, and I could also go on about punk because I was listening to the first version of Saturday Night and now I'm paying closer attention because I know the band played on that and I'm realizing it's closer to punk. I, I think the only problem with the very first version of Saturday Night, and everyone complained it didn't chart in the UK, was actually the production. The band was great. The production was not great on that version. But I know I'm I, oh, I, I'm going into a, a, a different area. Well, yeah, it was a little bit dry. It was a little bit of a dry um, thing. And that's up to the producers to get that echo in there to make sure that it's not dry. And so I think there were some sure. areas that it weren't, wasn't there. But yeah, other than punk, which we know that the uh, Bay City Rollers kind of influenced the Ramones and Blondie, um, or they were liked by Blondie and influenced the Ramones. But there was also Britpop that came later. And I know so many Britpop bands would dismiss the Bay City Rollers because the, the, right. the Britpop came after punk kind of and so it's got that kind of um 
rebellious kind of spirit, a different kind of rebellious spirit. Like you're not going to be smiling on your album covers, yeah, right? right. Uh, th th I think it's fascinating. Um, and I love the Ramones, for example. But it, it seems to me that ever since the Ramones, it's like, well, you're not allowed to smile on your album cover if you're a, yeah. a male band, right? And and so the Bay City Rollers are the last band to like smile, I think. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this song just kind of uh, it fits in with that whole Brit pop uh, thing. And I really don't think that the Bay City Rollers get enough credit for uh, what they were doing was, and, and Eric's guitar in particular, was leading to that Britpop sound. And people can argue with me, but I, I think it, uh, the world would be a completely different place as far as music from the UK goes if the Rollers didn't exist. All right. Well, let's take a listen to Crazy For You.
I hope a lot of people were listening to the last, well, not only to that song, but to the last thing you said before we played that song. Yes. <laughs> um, that was an important statement. So thank you for that. The next song you picked, um, Over the Hills and Far Away, not to be confused with the Led Zeppelin song. Uh, this is a traditional British song that dates back to at least the late 17th century, I believe. And the lyrics refer to the war of the Spanish secession. Um, tell us why you picked this particular one. Yeah, so uh, my understanding of history is very poor. Now, there's a, um, uh, a television show that uh, I think the this song had some of the lyrics kind of extended and then they mixed. So the lyrics have changed over time. Sometimes it's about love. Sometimes it's about mm -hmm. war. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. and I don't know all the history. And I, I tried to stay out of the politics about things that I don't understand as well. And I'm sure it, you know, it could prod certain people. But uh, my big thing about this is that I, I mentioned in one of my videos that not only uh, was Eric a, a great performer, but I felt that he was also working on the arrangements of the band. So when, when you have the album, you have someone arranging the band, but then you have someone that arranges the overall sound after that, right? And I get the feeling that Eric was um, the person that for the band was saying, no, we have to, you know, we need uh, more distortion on, on the guitar. We need this to be wider. We need this to be smaller, you know, that kind of thing. And I think also Eric had a good understanding of harmony. And to me, so we see on um, TikTok and YouTube and all this stuff, people shredding on guitar constantly in different mm -hmm. modes and playing as fast as possible. Um, and I and I'm not I don't mean to to insult them. That's one area of music as far as complexity goes, but harmony is a whole other area that requires so much musical theory. And so in this song, I find so this is a song that it simply states that it's a traditional song arrangement by Eric, and he does an excellent job. He's got the two flutes that are playing. It's not oh, yes. it's not chords, but they're each playing melodies and they're harmonizing. Mm -hmm. And he does a great job with that. And who knows who's playing them? I don't know if he's playing them or, you know, there's obviously other other musicians involved in, in many of these recordings. But anyway, that's his arrangement. And he did a great job with it. And I always knew that he understood harmony. Um, uh, at that level, uh, harmony is not just chords, you know, it, there's so many different types of harmonies out there. So, and yeah, so saying that, the fact is, I, I just love his version of this. I think it's a great, great version. It is. Let's take a listen to Over the Hills.
stand and face another foe But part of me will always stray Over the hills and far away If I should fall to rise no more As many comrades did before And as the fives and drums to play at your last song choice and, and I'm very anxious to hear your thoughts on this song. You have chosen Idy May. What made you choose this song? Well, Michelle Rosefear was mentioning it every time <laughs> every time oh yeah I, I every time I uh, saw her on online and we were chatting about favorite songs and I wasn't listening to it and I think it's because it may not be on any of the collections I've listened to yet but it's definitely on his uh, uh, his website. So that's the first thing. 
Um, but, you know, we were talking about murder ballads and stories earlier. Now, this one is not a ballad. I don't know what you call this one, a murder, I don't know, an upbeat murder tale? I don't know, right? But it, but it's another murder tale, and I think it's great. I love all of the expressions that he uses in this song, like done and dusted and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just very oh, lyrical, you know? I'm so glad you said that because that... So my thought was, the, my first thought was that this possibly is some kind of like a folk song that he wrote. And I did pay attention to the words in this. And so now I want to know, what does winching in the hillside mean? And what does seven candles in my hand mean? Like, are those metaphors for something? Or do they actually mean something? So, yes, I, I am ignorant to this and very much like the book of Eric, Eric Faulkner's book that I just read. I think we need a glossary at the end of the story yes, to finish yes. everything off. Right. Um, maybe, you know, uh, some of our listeners uh, in Scotland can can tell us uh, what these things mean. But, yeah, it, you know what it is? The proper word, I think, to use the word to describe it is it's written in the vernacular, I think of whatever era and time and place that he's thinking of, he's written it in the vernacular and he's used the expressions that would, would have been used. And it brings it to okay. life. It brings it to life and makes it so much more enjoying, enjoy, enjoyable. Yes. No, I, t I totally agree with that. I just, I just found the song very interesting. And, and I, d I did appreciate being able to read the lyrics to see what exactly he was saying. So I, I think you're spot on that he was writing in, the time of that he places this song. Well, let's take a listen to your last song, Idy May. To the devil born a daughter, Idy May, Idy May. To the devil born a daughter, Idy May, Idy May. She was dancing in the circle on the green, on the green. Flaming hair, dark slow eyes flashing on the green, on the green. Did I encourage? I don't think so. Did I want her fair to say? But I damn the day that I'd cast her devil eyes my way. Did I imagine? I don't think so. On my knees for me to pray. To the devil born a daughter and her name was Ida May. She was dancing with her husband Johnny May, Johnny May. Six foot four and built like granite Johnny May, Johnny May And as he followed her quick glances Oh to me, oh to me He was scowling, chewing malice Oh to me, oh to me Next day I walked in in the market Bold as brass she came to me I would challenge any man To turn his back on Idy May When we were winching in the hillside Seven candles in my hand To the devil born a daughter And her name was Idy May All the tongues were fairly wagging In the square, in the square All the white faces were fair clacking In the square, in the square But I was drunk on lust, fair scunner Deary me, deary me All my senses were fair muddled Deary me Slashing out to finish me And when the fight was done and dusted Johnny May was lying dead 
so much for doing the show with us again. We really loved having you on. Thank you so much, Blaine. And we are looking forward to future segments with you. Thank you very much. It's been great. We loved hearing your thoughts on on Eric's music. And it's uh, it's great to hear what you have to say. We really appreciate it. And it will be wonderful if Eric hears us too. I think he'd be very proud. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To find all of Eric Faulkner's songs, please check out faulknersongs.net. The songs are free to download, but please feel free to leave a tip in the tip jar. I know Eric would appreciate it very much. Well, I just want to remind everyone at the end of the show, please stay, stay, stay tuned for Karen Ingram's show, 70 Sounds, here on TD1 Radio. And I want to thank all of our listeners for your requests and your dedications. And thank you to Gail, our producer. And please remember... Don't let the music die. Yesterday, when I was young, I played the game, never won, thought rock and roll. Would bless my soul forever Songs of love and ecstasy Remind me how it used to be I thought those days would never end But now it seems I need a friend I remember all those days gone by I remember Yeah, the reason why And I remember